Good afternoon, everyone. The topic for today's call is Marketers' Intuition Revisited. Is there a place for intuition in web page optimization? All right. Uh, this is Seth McLaughlin again, and it's good to be with everyone today. It's interesting. We've announced a topic which never attracts the attendance as high as a topic purely on landing page optimization. However, for those of you that were brave enough to participate in this, I think you're going to discover that we have much to cover today regarding landing page optimization, email optimization. It will all be a part of this series of experiments related to intuition that we're going to conduct. There will be a lot of best practices you'll be able to see as well. So I think you're going to have an unusual opportunity to, to gain not only information about intuition, but again, how to optimize your work. At Marketing Experiments, our goal really is to continue to conduct research so that we can discover how to optimize uh, communication. And, uh, of course, landing pages and email uh, and even paid search uh, ads, these are all key elements of communication. In every case, you face a dilemma. Let's take for a moment uh, the assumption that you have embraced our concept that marketing is testing and you are firm in your belief that this is necessary and you currently in your organization actually have a lot of tests taking place. Let's assume that even uh, you've gone so far as to take our certification classes in online testing and you've codified a system and you're very, very uh, keen on accomplishing good, solid science with your tests. I'd like to suggest that even with that commitment, you're going to find a myriad of marketing decisions that must be made on the basis of intuition, that you cannot test everything that you do that there are certain elements uh, you couldn't test if you wanted to because the traffic level isn't high enough to actually achieve validity. Or that even if you could achieve validity, it's the fact that you have 20 things to market in the same calendar month and they can't all be tested. And so you're, you're in a place where you must use your judgment to determine what is best. And in this case, your judgment often is colored by your intuition. So here's the question. How does intuition balance against testing? How good is our intuition? When can intuition be enough? When should we test as opposed to uh, attempt to perceive? And more important, and I think this is really vital for all of you that are on this call today, how well can you trust your intuition when it comes to your marketing decisions? May I say this graciously because I know there's a lot of hardworking people here who have a very, very tough job. It's been my experience that most of us have a significant uh, propensity to overestimate our intuitive ability when it comes to marketing decisions. In some cases, we're not much different than the Wall Street crowd who somehow, somehow believes that their ability to intuit the best investment exceeds that of <laughs> the reality index that we often apply. I was in a major college in the U.S. lecturing at the marketing group, and I did a series of marketing intuition tests, and the professor who was, I think, humble in this regard, took the test right along with his students. He's an experienced professor, but he also was in business for many years before he became a professor and was a director of marketing. Again, I was impressed with his humility because as a professor, most would not want to compete with their own, own students. 
I have to tell you that in every single comp that we presented the class, and we did statistical analysis of the class's ability to guess the proper, uh, you know, the best comp, the best design, the, the professor consistently failed and scored overall less than his class did in his ability to determine which comp would produce the highest yield. I'm not faulting him. The fact that he believes in testing is why I was there lecturing, so it's just interesting. But how good are you? And you may surprise yourself. You may be quite good, and that's what this is about. Let's discover which of these designs perform the best, and let's also discover in the process why some of them might have performed better than others, and let's please discover how good we are at determining in advance the performance of a given piece of collateral. With all that in mind, I'd like to return to uh, a now-famous formula for marketing experiments. You've probably seen it over and over again. C equals 4M plus 3V plus 2I minus F minus 2A. This is the conversion index. It represents one of the key ways that we optimize a given landing page or order path, etc. A factor like intuition with no objectivity might alarm those facing new website designs on test results, uh, and especially when you're trying to discover what really works. But in fact, even the application of this formula may require some intuition. So let's just look at that together as we get right to a case study. Before we do that, I'd like to share something with you that will help you understand how and why intuition may be um, useful and at the same time dangerous. Uh, you may have been on our clinic on October 10th. On that clinic, we asked many of you to submit your web pages, and why you submitted them live without any preparation, representatives from our scientist group, Jimmy Ellis and Aaron Rosenthal, uh, looked at your pages, and the three of us critiqued them quickly with a timer and gave you our feedback as to the most important things you might want to consider changing. In fact, Jimmy and Aaron are doing that today live at a conference in Chicago with a whole group who are lining up as they, as they tear through their web page designs. One of the people on the phone was a man named Greg Blanchard of Second Nature Snowmaking. And uh, he's a regular clinic attendee, and he asked us to take a look at his snowmaker.com website. We, uh, we looked at the site, and we provided feedback. What you see now is the way his page looked. Uh, prior to the clinic itself or at the time of the clinic. Now, let's look at the summary of the advice that was given. We suggested that he improve his value proposition, remove the option to buy plans. Uh, for Jimmy's advice, we simplify ordering options down to one option per product. Uh, he linked a blog site with pictures and videos from customers and recent snowmaking sessions to create customer involvement. You'll notice that's all in quotes. This was lifted directly from an email sent to us by Greg. We asked his permission to share that email with you. He had probably five to ten minutes. I'll, I'll bet it was five minutes of optimization time with the scientist group. And uh, then he responded. He took this information and made it actionable in his own situation, which I hope you're doing. I hope you're doing the very same thing. All in all, Greg shared his data, and this is what he discovered having made the changes. This is since October 10th, and you can see – he had a 20% increase in visitors, a 14% decrease in orders. Isn't that interesting? But the average order price increased by 125%. Total revenue increased by 93%. And earnings per visitor increased by 60%.
uh, he wrote a, a gracious note to us, and I, I thought it was very kind of him. And I thought it was especially kind that he would allow us to use this information and uh, that he would be transparent. It's a comment on his character and the fact that, like us, he wants to help other marketers in this community. So I'm grateful, and thank you, uh, thank you, Greg, for not only allowing us to share the data, but for for taking the information and actually using it to make a difference in your own situation. I, I'm impressed. I'd like to think that we did this based on experience, but Greg, in an email to us, said he sensed that intuition was a very key part of how we made these decisions. And uh, so we need to think about something. We had five minutes and no chance to test. Now, thankfully, we have test feedback from Greg. But what role is intuition and how reliable is it? Definitions of intuition actually vary, but generally it means felt knowledge or direct perception or immediate knowledge or sometimes they call it gut instinct. It has something to do with arriving at a conclusion without apparent deductive reasoning. In, uh, in Jungian psychology, intuition is one, of the, is one end of a personality access and thinking is on the opposite end, which I believe is a false dichotomy. Uh, in, in the uh, RPD model, uh, which you may have seen before, recognition-primed decision-making, psychologist Gary Klein found that intuition means using previous experience. I think this is very important. We're not trying to impress you with academic dribble. Listen, using previous experience to rapidly interpret perceptions and subconsciously choose feasible solutions. Bravo, uh, Gary. That's a good definition, and I think it has to do with how many of us approach our marketing challenges. So then, Marketing intuition may be a refined ability to immediately filter variables and opportunities through a mental library of data, results, and analyses based on what has worked and what has not worked in previous marketing and testing experience. Today, we want to run a test to that effect. May I suggest for you that here, when we start to take a page apart like Gary's, we're trying to design the optimum treatment for a test. We're not trying to replace the testing process, number one. And we're drawing on our experience, I think we have the world's largest library of case studies and of experiments. You may know, recall that we own Marketing Sherpa, and so we have all of those case studies. And, and then with Marketing Experiments, we have all of our actual tests and experiments uh, cataloged. So let's look at a situation and allow me to test you and just see how well you would perform in these situations. So here's the background. We conducted a one-month test for a major newspaper. Here's the question. Would a subscription path convert better with pop-up incentives? Incentives is a key element in overcoming friction. We covered this extensively in our landing page optimization course. We tested two different designs without pop-ups and one with. All offers included a 50% discount incentive. Now, this is prior to a lot of pop-up blocking, so just keep that in mind. We're going to look specifically at the test results for these and the incentive, which was a $10 gift card for a major international coffee chain uh, that was given to you automatically with your new subscription. Let's look at the pages. Look closely. We're going to ask you to vote. What you're seeing right now is, is the first of, of – actually, I'm going to show you two pages plus the control in just a moment, all right, or treatment two with the pop-up. You're going to need to look at this carefully. Here's the control. You enter your zip code there. And then you go to this page on your right, which has no gift card. Everyone see that. This, this is called the, uh, the, the actual control. All right. 
You're going to need to know that when you vote. All right, the next one is treatment one, and you can see it now, and it's, it's combined the steps, and there's no gift card. It's combined the two pages, and there's no gift card. Here's treatment two. Treatment two is with a gift card. Now, it's still combined. It's not three pages. That third page occurs after your order. That comes up afterwards. Now, you may say, well, this design doesn't make sense if you're just testing the gift card incentive because some factors besides the gift card change. That's not what we were testing. We were not isolating. We were testing uh, radical redesigns, uh, and we were testing them in what we call variable clusters. If you've had our certification course, you'll know what that is. So look at this. And ask yourself, as a marketing expert, which one of these would perform best? We're going to go backwards, John. We have to move rapidly today. I have a lot of lovely experiments to share with you. But here's the first one. There's your control. You're going to have to vote. Control. Go to the next, John. Treatment one. This is combined. Go back again, John. The control had two pages. Go to the treatment one. Now they're combined with one page. Go to treatment two. Still combined with one page, plus a pop-up with a $10 gift card. And after that on your right is a page you see afterwards. You can forget the page on your right. All right, so that's what happens if you click the pop-up. With that in mind, I'd like you just to take a moment and look at the next slide because it outlines how you need to vote. And you need to go to the polling feature on your screen. There it is. It's very clear. Quick poll. All you have to do is click Control, Treatment, or Treatment 2. Please vote now. And let's see. I will share with you the stats. They're coming in right now. They're coming in right now. And you're going fast. Excellent. I have – let me make you a commitment. If you'll go fast with me, I'll cover more content in this clinic than you've had in any clinics thus far. We'll cover a lot of ground, including emails. And you can learn a great deal, I hope, as you do so. 76% of you have voted. 78% of you have voted. You're doing well. Let's get the balance of you, and, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll give you results. I'm watching right now, and I'm going to give you precise stats in just a moment. All right. 80% have voted. Very good. I think, if you, uh, I think we're going to take this now. We're going to leave the poll open, John, for just a moment. Leave it open. All right. Now, if that's the case, let's just see what we've discovered. Here's what you voted. We can close the poll, but I'm not sure we need to, John. We can compile the evidence right now and just tell you this. 22% of you voted for the control. Now, John, I'm not sure if I uh, – go ahead and close the poll. I want to close it because I want to block this out. Uh, I need Bob Kemper to come downstairs, with, uh, if you would, please, from where you're monitoring this. Bob, I'm looking at polling data, data, and I want to just discuss it with you. Uh, I'm going to release that information. Bob is a statistician who oversees all testing, and I want him to double-validate results I'm going to give you. So stand by, and I will give you those results in just a moment. I want to make sure that we didn't have any instrumentation effects. You may recall from our testing pre, uh, studies that that can cause invalid data. I don't think we have any issues, but let's double-check before we release the information. He's coming in right now, and I'm going to move you to the next slide unless he's here instantly. Bob, I'm looking at a collective. Look at the collection. See what that adds up to, and please explain the variance for me. You follow, you follow what I'm concerned about? Yes. Okay. 2235. 
Okay. All right. I sh- I know where Bob's going. We're good. All right. We're good. We're at the right. We're at the right validity point. Here you go. Twenty-two percent of you voted for the control. Thirty-five percent of you voted for the treatment, as you can see on the screen, and forty-two percent of you voted for treatment two. Well done. Let's see what we discovered in the actual test. I'm going to a slide that will give you information that may be of some help. Conversion rate for each is displayed on the right-hand side. Control was at 1.93%. Treatment one was at 2%. Treatment two is at 1.71%. The relative difference between the control and T2, 13. Between T1 and T2, 17. What is on? Both control and treatment one perform better without the gift card incentive. Without the gift card incentive. That's rather interesting, isn't it? And it's rather different than the disbursement of tests. I would say as marketers, uh, we missed it. We missed it. Now, I'm not trying to trap you, and on some of these I expect you'll win in terms of your, your, your intuition. Uh, these have not been designed to be trick studies real data here. But I think that many of my own team, John, I've got a bit of static in the background. Anyone else here better than just me? I just want to make sure we're really, really clear. Uh, don't be dismayed. I frankly think that many of our sciences group would have opted for treatment too based on intuition. All right, now let's just keep going and we'll talk about what might have happened. We know a valuable incentive can, cre- can increase conversion. But in times, the, the, the actual incentive can block conversion or slow it down based on its nature or other factors. We could talk about how, we can talk about why, but in the interest of our time, I think we should keep moving. So let's move through the slide and keep going. We'll drill down deeper on reasons before we're done. All right, so let's go again to another case study. Take the next one. Here you go. Here's a test. Get ready to vote. Description, two-and-a-half-week split test for an online personality. Kind of a, it's a testing place that tells you what your personality type is. The goal was to vote, motivate more people to take a personality assessment. So you come to a page. You're presented with the opportunity to assess your personality. We ask you to take this test, and the goal was to get as many people as possible to actually complete, to initiate and complete the test. We're going to show you three offer pages, and we're going to ask you, uh, which one will give us the highest conversion rate, and then we're going to ask which headline actually would perform best, but that will be in two tests. So start with the first one. Bob, feel free to jump in. Peg, feel free to jump in with any thoughts. There's the control. There's treatment one. There's treatment two. I'm going to have you vote in a moment. Look at control. Look at treatment one. Look at treatment two. All right. All right, we're going to open a poll, and as we do, we want you to vote. All right, 27% have voted. You're fast. Keep it coming. 48% have voted. 60%. Man, there's a differential. You're going to find this fascinating. All right, we're at 73%. We need a few more votes. Some of the rest of you, bring in your votes. <laughs> Good, good. I'll give every. I'll give us one more minute. We're at seventy-seven percent, seventy-eight. I need you to be at eighty. Good, John. Close the poll. 
All right. Here's what you have. Look on the screen. You'll see. 58% of you voted for treatment, too. 18% for the control. 23% for treatment, one. What did we discover? Well, we'll come back to that in just a moment. Uh, stand with us. I want you to look at something else, and I'll give you the results for everything here in, in just a moment. So, John, no, back up, back up again, back up again. There you go. One slide forward. Thank you. All right. Now, we're going to let you look at those slides again in just a second, and we're going to ask you another question. Which, which offer page performed best in our test? We've looked at that, and you voted. Now, here's the first question. Go back. Let's go to the next one. Now we want you to look at the headlines. Just look here. Look at these three headlines. They're already on the screen. Which headline would you vote for? The science behind how you think and communicate? Which actual me profile are you? Which kind of communicator are you? To even make this easier, we're going to back up and look at it on the page. There they are. See the blue headlines? All right, let's go forward. Again, look at those three choices. In a moment, I'm going to ask you to choose control, treatment one, or treatment two. John, open the poll. All right. Poll is open. Start voting. Excellent. You're already at 53%. You're fast. Now, if you voted, take the Q&A, switch over to the question part of your, of your uh, GoToMeeting panel and tell us why you voted this way, particularly when it comes to the headline. Give us your reason. Go right up there and type it in in the Q&A so that I can see. It's a better research question, Stephen DeBold. I don't know what actual me is, but it's more concise and direct, misty. I don't, again, I don't know what a control is too academic. It's too short and catches my attention. Margaret, makes sense, short, sweet and short. Greg, short, relevant to reader. Interesting, interesting. Keep going. I see one from, a, from one of our more brilliant attendees from Brian Way, control. All right, interesting, interesting, interesting. Very, very good. Many, many reasons, and, and each of these will be, will be correlating afterwards as we think and study how you're, how you're thinking about marketing. But I think it would be good now if we took straight results. So shall we? John is taking us, and here are the key results. Oh, by the way, uh, I think we should close the poll. Back up, John. Back up. Let's look at the poll. Boom. Here we are. Here's how you voted. That's for control treatment one and treatment two, and we're talking about the headline. 74% thought the headline was better in treatment two. Now, let me just review before we look at stats. 74% of you thought treatment two was the best headline. 58% of you thought treatment two was the best design. All right, now let's go to the actual data and see how you did. What's the bottom line? It's in a small box. You can look at the numbers, 26.81% on the control, 29.25% on the actual me headline, and the shorter copy, 27.78%. And you can see the relative differences for both of these. And this is the bottom line, shorter copy clearly performed better than longer copy here, and treatment one performed best 
with a 5.3% higher conversion rate than treatment two. This was not what we expected. Now, I wouldn't say that. This was not what some of us expected, right? <laughs> we have a lot of friendly competition on some of these uh, these tests. Our primary analysts thought treatment two might perform better. There were questions as to whether that's the case. But thinking that actual me does not have brand recognition and might be confusing, our analysts use communicator in treatment two and in its headline. Positing that with clear communication in the headline, the shorter page would outperform the longer page. Another analyst saw it the opposite way. Maybe the higher performing headline is due to the brand recognition of actual me. I don't think their brand recognition is that high. And uh, so we wondered, how is it that this other version outperformed the other? So we, we tested again. In this design, we conducted another split test for the same business, and the conversion path stayed the same. We kept the highest performing actual me headline from the last test, pitting it against what the analysts believed to be an even clearer, more concise new headline. So think about this. Let me just say it in real plain English. We took the best-performing headline in our treatment, we made it the new control, and we tested a headline that was along the same line but that we thought was even clearer, that might be even better. In a moment, I'm going to show you those headlines and ask you to vote. John, take us to the next slide. There they are. There's the control. There's treatment one. There's treatment two. All I'm asking you to tell me now is which one of these pages would perform the best. Take a good look and get ready to vote. All right, now, before you vote, I'm over here at the Q&A piece, and I'd like you to tell me why, which one you chose up here in the Q&A and why. All right, so if you voted for the three, just put one, just put the number one and tell me why. Put it yet. We're going to let you vote in a moment. Just tell me why you're, what you're thinking before you vote. Two seems less like spam. One seems less cluttered. Control is shorter and still a question. Treatment two is the most professional looking. Treatment one is very clean. Control seeing actual me twice makes me curious about what it is. So they chose the control. One is cleaner. One is simple and clean, etc., etc. Man, it goes on and on and on. And many of you have interesting comments. Interesting. All right. Somebody said that number one pops better. All right, so let's now open the poll and let you vote. In fact, poll is open and the voting is started. We're 52% in and rolling. Some of your names I recognize. We, we, we have so many of you that just continue to write us and visit. Uh, Jan Riley, welcome back. I remember seeing your name quite a bit on these, on these conferences. Very, very interesting. All right, it, the voting is in, and uh, we're, I, I want to see us. You're at 79%. Get me to 80. Give me... Give me the 80% and I'm going to close the poll. All right. There we are. Let's close the poll. So here we are. It's much 
more evenly split. You're getting cagey now. 30% for the control, 33% for the treatment, 37% for treatment two. I'm going to show results. Take a look. 30, 33, and 37. All right. So now, now we're going to go back and see if improving the best headline from the previous test got a stronger result. So let's look at the table. It is. Reason one, produce a 25% higher conversion rate than the control page and get 21% treatment too. Fascinating. Let's look at the, let's look at treatment one again. So back us up, John. There we go. Get a free personality test in less than two minutes. That was the best performing, and it was better also than treatment two. Notice the difference between who – tell me what the difference is. Write me quickly. What's the difference between treatment one and treatment two? Main difference. Just write it in. Cleaner, distraction, clean, very direct. Graphic. That's what, that's what I'm looking for. Graphic on the bottom. Very good. Very good. All right, now let's just think about this for a moment. So, John, move us forward. What made the 21% difference between treatment one and treatment two? Well, let's look at some things. Both treatments have the new clear headline, which included the time it takes for the test. By the way, I've seen that to be so vital when there is an unknown. Remember, all optimization takes place in the mind of those who visit your site. It's not what occurs on the page. You're trying to use elements on the page to influence the sequence of thought. Now. Sequence is very important, and you must deal with the concerns in the order that they come up. In this particular case, both treatments have this new clear headline, and they dealt with an anxiety point, and that is, how long is it going to take me to achieve or to complete this test? And both outperformed the control because of that. But there was a difference. Now, I would also point out this. Both treatments use what we call the continuity factor to match the keyword phrase from the pay-per-click ad to the headline. Keep going. The presence of this variable was the only difference between treatment one and treatment two. And frankly, you might expect that variable to actually pump up the test. It looks interesting. It gives you a reason to take the test. However, we had to ask questions. Did adding a picture of the profile increase friction and anxiety to convey incongruence? Did people think that this was all they were going to get at the conclusion when in actuality the profile is very detailed and is several pages long? Think about that for a moment. Let's look at another case study, and then we're going to digest what we've been talking about thus far. So here we are. We conducted this PPC test for a research partner selling products for home exteriors. We wanted to determine if a Yahoo five-star – by the way, you're going to learn something interesting in this, in this one in particular. But we're going to come back and talk about what we learned from all of these before we're done. We wanted to determine if a Yahoo five-star credibility indicator could increase click-through. Merchants participating in Yahoo shopping can receive this five-star rating. You've heard us talk about using these ratings as a, a key credibility indicator. 
it's extremely difficult to get this rating. It indicates 100% positive feedbacks or something like that. It provides the highest credibility within Yahoo Shopping. So here's what we did. Look at the two pay-per-click ads carefully. Uh, it says fake rocks and boulders available, fake rocks and boulders available. Notice the second line, great for landscaping and concealing. But look underneath this, five-star rated merchant by Yahoo. Five-star rated merchant by Yahoo. Now, take a look at that and be prepared to vote for ID6. That's the ad, ad one or ad two, or ID7. ID6 has no mention of the five-star rating. ID7 mentions the five-star rating. John's opening the poll. Go for it, John. Very, very good. Very, very good. 63% fast. I'm watching them come in. Now, if I were to tell you right now, for those of you that are taking our test, how the votes are coming, what would be the problem with that? We, can, we, we would cause something called a historical effect, and that is that something running concurrent with the test from the outside might influence the outcome of the actions. And in fact, I need to wait till you've hit a certain number before I result, results or close the poll in the sense that if I told you, X per, you know, ID7 has X percent, it might influence which way you voted, which would skew the poll. Yes. 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 When we asked for commentary earlier, there's the opportunity there to skew results. All right. So now we're at 75 percent voted. Be brave. Be brave. Give me 80. I need 5 percent more. Fast. Fast, five percent more. There we go. There we go. Give me another. Give me. I need just a handful of more votes. All right. Now, if you've done voting, would you please tell me why you voted for ID six or ID seven? I, you understand, it's not just that I can read your feedback live. It's that we can study your feedback later and understand how you think. We consistently tag those with the most brilliant ideas, and then we send them job offers. Not really. We'd get in trouble, but I'd like to do that, Bob. <laughs> I'm watching. Let me see. Seven, because increased credibility. Seven, because it gives reassurance to shop with them. Six, because it tells people how they can use the product. Ooh, Carrie, you nailed it. I'll talk about it in just a moment. Very few people catch that, but Carrie, your, your, your reasoning is very good. Seven, because it's a reduction of anxiety. Six, because the exclamation points are too salesy and perform poor. Interesting point. Falls in with our transparent marketing thoughts. Let's get the results. Close the poll. Show the results. Here we are. You're, we barely have our own. We barely have validity ourselves here between you. 48% for the first and 52% for the second. All right, well, let's discover what happened. Relative difference is 15%. You'll see as we go forward. Here we are. What you need to understand, 6.77% click-through rate on the first, 5.89% on the second. Bottom line, the pay-per-click ad without the five-star credibility indicator outperformed the treatment by 15%. 
we talk to many people about why. Go ahead. There's lots of opinions. I'd like to tell you why I think the Yahoo five-star rating actually mitigated conversion in terms of click-through. It is because you must recognize, again, you're going to hear me say this over and over again, conversion takes place in the mind, not on the page. Optimization takes place in the mind, not on the page. And what you're trying to do is anticipate the sequence of thoughts taking place in the mind of the person as they move through your process. Is a five-star Yahoo rating important? You bet it is. Someone said, well, it wasn't strong enough. It didn't perform as well because people aren't familiar with the Yahoo five-star rating. You don't have to be that familiar to get the idea that this is a company whose customer service is highly rated by a big brand. The difference is this, and think about this in your own optimization efforts. There is a sequence of concerns that take place in the decision to purchase. And we are presenting the five-star credibility indicator too early in the sequence of concerns. That concern arises only as they get closer to the buy decision. Earlier in the process, they're wondering if you have the best price, if you have the widest selection, if you have what they need before. There's other things that are on their mind. You must anticipate what's on their mind in the early part of the process as you design your pay-per-click ads. And then as they click deeper into your process, you need to meet each of these concerns the anxiety or the friction factors with the appropriate relievers as we talk about in our certification and training. So then, think about it that way and use that as you think about how you're going to optimize your own pages. Now, let's just summarize a little bit. We're not done. I'm going to look at emails with you in a moment. I promised you that I would try to keep this full of content, and that's exactly what we're going to do next. We're going to break this down and look at landing pages, long copy versus short copy, and emails in hopes that this will help you as you're trying to optimize your own communication. But let's summarize some things that we've learned. I think intuition increases as experience increases. I also think that the risk of making a bad decision increases as experience increases. If the confidence interval associated with the increased experience allows you to make a decision without factoring the true risk associated with each of the variables, options, and outcomes. This is a common problem when you manage hedge funds and you invest in subprime mortgages. <laughs> you, you need to understand the difference between – let me just tell you something that can – you need to understand the difference between courage and confidence, and you might understand how it's impacted by intuition. Courage is a virtue. Confidence is a condition. It's a state of mind. Confidence comes when you have a series of positive experiences reinforced. Confidence can come and go, but courage is something you must exercise as a virtue in the absence of confidence. Now, that's important to this experiment because as experience increases, intuition increases. So does confidence. And do you know what the danger is? And listen carefully on this. The danger is that you're likely to take larger risks because of the increased confidence. So when you're wrong, you can be way wrong. More importantly, 
I think it's interesting that if I recall this properly, as I look at all the testing that's taken place during this, this event so far, in every single instance, the majority of our marketers erred. May I suggest this to the community that is involved with our testing and that is so loyal to what we're doing? I'm, but please know something. We are leaving so much money on the table because we are not adequately testing the right areas. Some of you are seasoned pros, but your intuition is not enough. Your intuition, however, is incredibly valuable. And in fact, you should do everything possible to hone it because what it does is allows you to construct the proper test design, the proper treatments, and even to determine what it is you're going to test. Learning to test is a skill, but learning how to develop the treatment test is a bit of art. One is more science. Proper treatment design involves the use of your intuition, your perception, and especially your pattern recognition. You recognize certain patterns with your perception and intuition ability, and those patterns can be utilized in a way that helps you predict outcomes. But you must understand that in most cases, intuition is not a substitute for testing. Intuition is a valuable aid in the testing process. All right, let's move on. Here's another test design. This is the Marketing Experiment Certification Course email. You know that we have a certification course in email, and uh, I don't think this is a shameless ad for the email certification course. It's actually a confession. Let's take a look at two different ads that, that we tested. By the way, be careful about copying marketing experiments. Many people look at our web pages, our offer pages, our emails, and they copy them because they think, well, th these people know. Let's use their approach. But you never know at any given time what you're looking at, whether or not it's actually something we believe will work or it's part of a test design. And, in fact, you can make bad decisions based on some of the things we do on our own sites. Uh, but let's look at this. We needed to perform a split test on a subset of the marketing experiments journal list. The copy was to determine whether a comparison approach or an academic approach has a better impact on click-through rate. Boy, I want to hear you on this. This is an email. So much money is still being generated with email. And I want to see what you think about these two emails. This is an internal debate I've heard my people argue over, and they came to me, even though we're even though we're a lab and we test everything, I said, well, clearly, let's just test it. I wouldn't tell you what happened. So let's look at the two subject lines. You see them right now. An increase of 541%. And then we had somebody else outside of the market experiments team write a really sizzling ad, the kind that, that typically produces high results. And the subject line was a Porsche or a Corolla. All right, so we wanted to figure out which one was best. Once we isolated the best performer, the goal then was to send it out to the balance of the list, which is, of course, how you should be approaching your email sends. By the way, I, I will say this. If you have not already registered, we are at the, you know, we, we have the Marketing Sherpa Email Summit in Miami in the month of February coming up in two months. You can go to the Marketing Sherpa site. And, and get there. We're going to be there with our scientist group. We're going to be optimizing pages, landing pages at that event. 
We're also going to be doing a certification course at that event. And we're going to, of course, we've got, as you'll see there, many, many speakers talking about email and how to optimize it. And not, and more than that, you know, your whole email approach. Look at this page. Here's the first email. Marketing experiment, the Porsche or Corolla. Here's the copy. You need to read this copy. I, I think I should read it for those of you that can't see the screen. Take the marketing experiment's landing page optimization certification course and change gear forever. Don't, don't let me fool you by my, my derision of this copy. I hate it. If you can't figure that out, I hate it. I'm skewing the test results, Bob. I know that. Okay? I'm skewing them badly. I'm, I'm skewing the test results of, of your guys' vote. But I despise uh, copy that's written with any kind of hype. Dear Marketing Experiment subscriber, ask yourself a question. Think of one of your company's key website landing pages and ask yourself whether it's more like a Porsche 911 or a Toyota Corolla. It's a high-performance page, fully optimized to max, or is it a high-performance page, fully optimized to maximize conversion rate? Or is it a Corolla to which you've been adding cup holders and new upholstery in the hope that these little tweaks will enhance its performance? Now, before you laugh at that, um, I want you to notice something. It's very important to do a radical redesign even in your emails. This is clearly a radical redesign in terms of copy tone. We teach this in other events. Let's look at the second email. Take the Marketing Experiments landing page optimization certification course. Dear Marketing Experiments subscriber, our landing page optimization certification course for subscription sites begins on April 26, 2007. Passing this test will impact your business and personal career in two important ways. It lays it out. You can see it. I think I'll stop that much reading. That's truncated, but that's the key between the two emails. And if I could, I'd like you to think about both. John, take us to the next page. Which one, email one or email two, cars or traditional? Please also tell us why you picked the one you did. All right, so let's put it in. Email cars, email one and email two. Polls are open. Vote for me. Vote for me. Interesting. Interesting. Now, while you're putting them in, I, you know, Bob is so right. I, I think I'll wait till you finish your vote, and then I'll tell you, to, and then I'll lay out reasons. You're almost done. Give us a few more, and we'll close the poll. All right. Good. I'm going to close the poll now. You're a suspicious group. Unbelievable. All right. All right, let me read your answers. Keep writing them. Jan, Jan Riley, different approach and, and analogies and stories help share the value proposition. Cars, more engaging. That's Misty. Uh, Stephen, email two because the audience it was sent to. Email one, someone says the company is probably paying so they don't care about personal advancement. Uh, someone else says two, explain the benefits. Someone else said one, even though it's more hypey, it's also more engaging. I hear that a lot, Terry. Thank you for your point. I hear that a lot. I hear the fact that, you know, our, our approach is critical and, and that people are used to, uh, you know, more color. Kevin says, I chose email two. It seems more credible rather than the gimmicky last first one. Uh, cars is emotional involvement, someone else said. And uh, exciting versus boring, said someone else, and so they chose that. And uh, let me see. I have Ryan saying, more information is provided, but I don't know which one you're talking about there, Ryan. Uh, Tim says, curiosity. Someone said two. Okay, Ryan was talking about number two. All right, let's see. Well, number one, number two. There's your results. 56% of you chose the first one regarding the car. 44% of you chose the second one regarding the clinical tone. 
more traditional to our approach. Shall we look at the numbers? There it is. The Porsche Corolla, 1.35% click-through. The 541% result subject line and, uh, and of course, the traditional approach, 1.75%. Uh, the marketing experiment standard tone outperformed the Porsche Corolla by about 30%, 29.3%. The academic approach actually produced a higher CTR than the informal car comparison email. Now, I want to point something out, and because I, I didn't know how we'd score. I'm not trying to trick you. I thought you guys would vote differently. I thought you would vote for the second email. I'm glad you're courageous enough to vote for the first, but um, the, the audience got it wrong again. The audience got it wrong again. Why do you think the audience keeps getting it wrong? Uh, someone said... Me thinks my internet intuition is wonky. Well, there's an interesting, there's an interesting uh, analysis. Um, somebody said I skewed the audience this time, but I, I tried not to skew you. If anything, in the opposite direction. Uh, but let's keep going because this is not live. The marketplace is changing rapidly. <laughs> I like this one. I missed too many of your webinars. We, you, we thought you were trying to trick us. There's a thought. I am not trying to trick you. Uh, I want this data for future research. Interesting. Interesting. Um, Brian, what do you mean by used to be disappointed? To elaborate on that. Uh, there are many of these coming in. I'm just trying to sort through some. I understand. I'm not, and, and, and I want to say something to you. We, the, the point of this this experiment and, and, and this whole session is not to make you feel insecure about your ability to market. I'm really trying to discover with you how reliable my audience's intuition is. More importantly, um, I value the fact that every day you're having to make decisions regarding your marketing, and it's a tremendous challenge. And so please, if you attend this, don't think that we're over here uh, gloating on the fact that perhaps the audience has not been able to pick these correctly. The truth is we just all want to get better. We just all want to work harder to understand what really works. That's the whole point of the lab here. And I think that the audience is going to get better and better. The more uh, education, the more participation in these programs. And yet I also think that this audience is on the line because you believe in testing and you're already ahead of the curve. We want to help you. All right, so let's just uh, – oh, I got one on here. It says, I got them all right. You should hire me. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. All right, now let's just let's – just, we're almost done. Uh, I, I think I've got one more I want to do with you. I think time will be sitting. I've got five minutes, and I can show you another one, or I can bring more principles. Vote for me right now, not your, not the polls. Go to the question and answer. Do you want me to show you another one and have you vote, or do you want to talk about principles associated? More, please. Yes. Examples. Vote. You got it. We're going we're gonna to give you another one. John, take us forward. Here it is. This is a three-and-a-half-week split test for a content delivery business, allowing website owners to receive free content and share ad revenue. The objective is to increase membership. 
We want to know which landing page will convert better. A page with lots of copy, boy, this is going to be interesting, and multiple products, or a page with shorter copy and specific example of one of the products offered. I, I like this test. Here we are. Here's the test design. Here's the control. This is what we started with. This is what they gave us. All right. Now, you see the control. Here's the treatment. The orange, the orange blocks are to protect the company's name. Just look at this. There's control. There's treatment. All right. Which landing page performed better? Open the poll. There they are. Control long versus short. Vote. Got to vote fast. We're running out of time. 8% of you have voted. Keep voting. I know that's a hard one. 64%. Wow. Long design and short design. Classic question. Lots of debates. Yes, 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 yes. All right, I'm looking at your reasons now. John's going to close the poll. Two seem clear, easier to understand. Someone said, to be honest, I don't like either. Thank you very much. I don't like either as well. Both need all kinds of work. Someone said the control because it engages more personas. <laughs> Someone said, I'm voting against my intuition, Chris. This is Chris. Craig, I need you to tell me what you voted. I want to know if what happens when you voted against your intuition. Which one was it for? Did you vote for one or the, the long or short? Short, okay. And uh, long copy sells better, so someone said control. All right, so control against the treatment. Long against the short. Here's the results. Interestingly enough, 30% of you voted for the control, 70% of you voted for the treatment, and I feel like American Idol. We'll be right back after a station break. <laughs> you come back now and I say, Chris, and then I'll start the long explanation. Here's the numbers. Control, 9.53%. Treatment, 4.4%. Relative difference, 114%. The control was 114% higher than the treatment. 74% of you voted for the treatment, but essentially 100, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, 70% voted for the treatment, but 114% gain was in favor of the control. Very interesting. Paula, congratulations, you were right. All right, uh, let's let's tie this all up. I've got more I could do with you, but I think we better stop. We're running out of time. We could talk about why in particular, but I think it's more important to take this time. And by the way, when you get the printed edition of this journal, I mean, you should be getting it in the mail. 
it should be something that has even more depth of understanding and about each of these and the differences and why. So look for that. Make sure your filters are not set to block the emails as they come. We'll be sending out the Marketing Experiments Journal with all of this in it. But I would like to suggest something for you. What I would come away with if I were you today is, A, uh, not the, the, a healthy respect for the proper use of intuition and testing, a recognition that despite your experience, you could easily make the wrong call, and I'd have a deeper dedication to testing in every possible way that I could, but I would never go to the extreme end where I uh, spoke against intuition as if it were uh, the enemy. Intuition is very valuable, and I would argue, as would others, about science, that almost all the breakthroughs in science start with intuition. They're only confirmed by good scientific methodology. Uh, when Einstein's brain was dissected after his death and studied by one of the leading uh, experts in the world, what they discovered was the part of his brain that conceptualized and imagined was the part that was exceptional. When it came to the neural connections in the regular part of his brain, his reasoning function, it was the same as the average person. Einstein's brilliant was, brilliance was his ability to, to, to do thought experiments, to conceive, and it was his intuition that led to his brilliant breakthroughs. In fact, he was a lousy mathematician who had to get outside help lousy relative to the community he was in. I think that's too strong a word. His mathematics, his ability in math was weaker than many of us would think. I, I don't have this in my notes, but I'm just sharing it with you to say intuition plays a strategic role, but you must be careful. And here's what you must be careful of. The more experience you have, I think the more accurate your intuition is or can be, but it is complicated by the fact that you're in your confidence also increases, and you're more likely to make a major mistake at the same time because of this experience. So let's put all of this together, and let's, let's get better at optimizing our landing pages by using both intuition and analysis in the right combination. I want to thank you. We'll be back in two weeks with another web clinic. I'm going to ask you to do something. Yes, I'm being flagged. Yes. Would you please tell me if you like this format? Would you, did you like voting? Did you like the poll? Has this been helpful? We've, we've done a different approach today, and I want to look at your, you know, you know as we do, we, we take every single comment you give us, and we log it into a spreadsheet. We group them into categories, and we analyze your feedback. Very, very good. I appreciate it. Just keep sending those in to us. The more of you take the time to let us know, the better, because it gives us a more valid sampling of what you're really thinking. I appreciate everyone's trust. We're trying so hard here to discover what works, and we're going to keep work. We're just going to keep running these tests and sharing with you our data, and hopefully we'll get to meet you. I will be at the uh, email summit in Miami, and the scientist team will be there, and if you're one of our attendees or one of our journal subscribers, come up and, and shake my hand and, and, and or one of our science team members and let us meet you. That's the event in February in Miami at Marketing Sherpa's email summit. Thank you again for coming. We'll see you later.